Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. We are about to head into the FIFA break, but some stuff has happened this week, so we thought we'd leave you with one last episode. Gab, what are you drinking? I am not drinking. Uh, It's Sunday night, and I have a work trip this week, so I'm enjoying some water. Um, What are you enjoying? Blueberry lemonade polar seltzer. Oh, another seltzer, huh? I love seltzer. <laughs> Look at you. Summertime drink. It's one of the few joys in my life now that I'm old. <laughs> now that we're old. Um, I, I was see. I was talking to someone earlier today who um, we brought up Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. And she was like, I don't think she would know, you know, a song from that album. And I was like, that makes me feel really bad. Oh, my God. That was probably like one of my very first albums. It was literally the first CD I ever got. I'm like, I was really, so I went to private school, private elementary school. And so my first CD was like Jars of Clay. Oh. And so I think my first mainstream CD was actually like Bare Naked Ladies, Uh which looking back now is really funny. (laughs) Happy Pride Month. Right? I was like, wait, what? Okay. Okay. So let's just jump right in because the first game that we're going to talk about, because it's chronologically the first in in week 10, was Portland versus North Carolina Courage. So how are you um, holding up? I'm holding up fine. I mean, every season is going to have a disappointing match where you're just like, God, that sucked. Um, And I'm really, really, really hoping that this was a match for the Thorns. It's been a few years since we've had a major blowout like that at home. Um, It's not the first time. Uh, It's not going to be the last time. I'm not um, delusional in that regard, but it sucked uh, very, very bad. And it was just, it was an overall very draining experience um, for a few reasons. The, The two teams just obviously do not like each other. Yeah, it was just to have three goals scored against you in seven minutes is just laughable i'll I'll tell you the two major thoughts i had during that period i was like first of all only boston is allowed to surprise beat portland like this (laughs) (laughs) and second in boston though in boston no no in portland in portland wait they did they did in portland too hasn't boston beaten portland in portland well, probably, but I'm Way imagining our first the... like big blowout was versus Boston. Anyway, in Boston, where you guys won like four or five to nothing. And my second thought is, how quickly do you think Portland's going to drop Cernogorsevich and sign Kristen Press? Oh my God! I mean, from your lips to God's ears. What is I mean, Cernogorsevich's I... deal? Like, technically, I think she's a good player but tactically she is not fitting with what the team is doing it's one of these really weird things where she's not the first Bundesliga player to come over here and just look like not great right and Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe that's a testament how skilled this league actually is or how physical or how fast the play really is but she looks so much better in in Germany than what she's able to do in Portland. I mean, the turnovers that she's that she's setting up is just ridiculous. You have to see it in the original German to really get the full impact of it. 
<laughs> the American translation is no good. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I was super jazzed when she signed because, you know, I'd watched Frankfurt for a couple of years. And uh-huh. she, she was a really good player. And she has been a really good player for them. It could be a gelling thing. It could be just not enough time. But, I mean, some of the mistakes are just basic. Yeah, basic. Yeah, it's interesting to me, especially after all the strings that she pulled, right? Where she literally had it written into her Frankfurt contract, I think, that if she was ever able to get a job with the Thorns, that they had to release her. Mm-hmm. And then, and now she comes over. I'm sure she feels bad, like... That she's not producing. She pulled all these strings. She takes up an international slot. You know, she's probably not getting paid minimum by the club. And, you know, you want to repay the faith in you. And she hasn't so far. I don't know what what Mark Parsons has up his sleeve. But he better fucking figure something out, you know, soonish. I mean, I I think a trade for any decent forward at this stage in the the season is just, it's far-fetched. And it would it would probably be a multiplayer thing. I know that that's the business of soccer, but at the same time, like the contract tells you she only wanted to play for Portland and to get traded away from Portland. I don't know what the terms of her contract are. She couldn't possibly have put in a clause, like a no trade clause. I don't think she had any kind of leverage for that. Mm-hmm. But gosh, that would really suck. Like you, you get to be on your dream team. And then they trade you away. And who knows? Maybe maybe we're going to give her the full season. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe maybe that was part of the contract. I mean, we know that contracts can be adjusted and whatnot, but maybe maybe that was part of it. I mean, in this league, there are no rules. This is a cool league, okay? Uh-huh. Um, there are no rules in this league. I mean, there are no adults in this league. The, the number one adult that we're supposed to have, we haven't had for over a year, so... There's, there's Babysitter no... is still babysitting us. Yeah, there's no one to come down into the basement and, like, flick the lights and be like, go to bed. It's the wild, wild west, man. Yeah. the wild, wild west. We'll cut back to the courage shortly, because I think this was the week a lot of people were like, there's some opportunities here for the courage to lose, and it didn't really happen, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Unfortunately, but yeah. yes. So the next game after that, it was supposed to be Spirit Chicago, but thanks to big time lightning at the soccerplex, chronologically the next game was Sky Blue Utah Royals. This is Sky Blue one Utah two. Utah's first road win. Mm-hmm. I thought this could be a game that Sky Blue maybe might pick up a point, but it wasn't. They were just missing too much, which it. Like, they only were out McCaskill and Lloyd, I want to say. So that midfield was Thaisa, Becky, Sarah Killian. And they just couldn't... They started off strong. I thought that this would be a really fun game because they had that early goal from Diana Matheson. And then Shea Groom responded with a really nice, like, kind of curler past Barnhart. Uh And Uh then the game was just, like, a mess until late when Stengel kind of... It was, I think, technically an own goal. It was like when you see a little kid playing in, like, craft material, and they're just kind of splashing with it, but they're not doing anything. That's how I felt watching these two teams. So it was art. <sighs> sure, it was art, and I just didn't get it. I, I'm... 
Denise a little Reddy, kid, a little kid created art, and you just don't. Denise Reddy it. and Laura Harvey are the only ones who get it. Yeah, all right. I and mean, the rest of it us... was. I I felt like the rainy matches, the monsoon matches, were just very difficult, and you know this one just wasn't pretty. That's really all I have to say about it. It was. Yeah. What did What did we guess for scores? For Sky Blue Utah, I guessed. Sky Blue would beat Utah one nothing, and you guessed Sky Blue would win two nothing. So, mm-hmm. good job, us. Wrong, wrong, yes. wrong. Yes. Um, for Portland, North Carolina, <laughs> I said Portland win two one. You said Portland win two zero. Wrong, 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 wrong. Although honestly, though, if anybody called that game North Carolina winning four one off of three goals in seven minutes, yeah, but that nobody ever calls that part of it. Like, you might have guessed that North Carolina would have won by several goals, but you wouldn't have guessed those several goals would have come in that way. Right. Okay, third game. Big lightning delay at the soccerplex. Uh, they moved it like five hours. It kicked off at nine or something, which was, I'm sure the Lifetime crew loved that. Jen Hildreth and Allie Wagner were champs, and so were all the media who stuck around through the whole thing. But Washington zero, Chicago two. Just, you feel for the home fans, man. Yeah. But you guessed the result right, at least. You guessed Chicago would win one nothing. hey I guessed Washington would win one nothing. Um, So it wasn't as close as we thought it would be, and I was wrong. Congratulations. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. I'm slowly but surely catching up. Mm-hmm. It thought... was a pretty goal, the, the Chicago goal. Yeah, I, I thought Chicago could have actually gotten more here uh, than just two. Just quote unquote. They, I thought this could right. have been at least a three zero game for Chicago, but we. I think the the big talking point in this game was first of all, Washington wasn't particularly gutted by the national team call-ups because they still had, you know, Hatch, um, and Sullivan in the lineup, and those are two of their key starters. Although they did move Taylor Smith up into right forward, and she didn't really do anything there. I think uh, Aaron Gilliland kind of helped control her pretty well um and the other thing being lavelle was available and she (laughs) i'm sorry who rose lavelle was available for this game she initially wasn't called up another thing we'll get to in a minute wait she initially what what wasn't called up to the national team for their friendlies against china and i think Mm -hmm. everyone breathed a huge sigh of relief because they were like yeah it's way too soon (laughs) and then what happened and then after hours of rain on a field that, you know, had barely just drained and it was still raining, they played Rose the Vell for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh my god. And she brought a lot of energy, but you can tell. Like, normally Rose the Vell's pretty tidy with her, her touch, but every touch felt really heavy in that game. Well, that ball's feeling really heavy yeah. by that point. Yeah. I mean, the conditions didn't help, but she she looked like she looked rusty. You know, that's fair. But another month or so of rehab, I'm pretty excited to see if Rose can, you know, bring some of that old magic back. But like a month from now, not, you know, within this coming FIFA break. Yeah, no, she's going to play this week. Don't say that. Maybe they'll bench her. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, we know we know U.S. soccer really likes just sticking to the the old guard this time around. Oh god! And then uh, fourth game, 
just finished tonight. Houston won, North Carolina won. This was the one. I think I was shocked. This is the one that I thought North Carolina's finally gonna lose a game. They lost so many starters. And Houston looked like they were pretty much in control in the first half. But then the second half, North Carolina really fought back. And I thought Houston, it was unfortunate because for like 75% of the game, Rachel Daly looked like she just wanted to go sit in an ice bath. It looked ridiculously hot. It was hot. It was apparently 97 and weather said it felt like 106 at kickoff. I, gross. Disgusting. And then by halftime, it had cooled off like two or three degrees and the humidity had gone up. Like, why not? Why aren't Houston games night games? I mean, it was a 7 p.m. kickoff. Oh, really? Yeah. This was an evening game. Oh. That's Houston in Good the evening. God. <laughs> Good God. I thought it was like at... Two o'clock in the afternoon. I always think about King of the Hill when they're visiting Phoenix and Bobby's like, oh God, 104 degrees. And Peggy is like, this city is a testament to man's arrogance. It should not exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe with Houston, maybe. It's a cool city. It's apparently still affordable, cool, you know, food scene. Yeah, I, they make documentaries about the food scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Chang, Momofuku, do you know who that is, Cap? I do now. I do now. Just yeah. like I know that the name of your sex tape joke is from a TV show. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I'm catching cool, up. Cool, I'm cool, catching cool, cool, cool. up slowly but surely. Okay. I thought this was the one, unless it was not to be. Houston could not hold on. Um, they were trying. I thought they had some moments here. They think... Houston just needed the whistle to be blown 10 minutes early. If Daly had been at 100, I really think that front line of Ohai, Daly, Nichelle Prince with Simon backing them up, that could be a really nice front force for Houston. But Is this is this also, you know, are we seeing what Houston's like without Nevis? Yes, we are. Because they had to make their midfield Manish Shim and Matlalo. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how Shim holds up because I think... She is going to be one of the players that they look to to see if she can step up to fill this gap. Yeah. Unfortunate that they they couldn't take points more points off of North Carolina because I think right now North Carolina is obviously at one in the standings, but they have 30 points off of 12 games played. Seattle is two at 17 points. They're already 13 points behind, although apparently they're only on nine games played, which is ridiculous. Right? Like, sales had so many buys. Yeah. And then third place, it's Orlando, Portland, Chicago with fifteen each. It's gonna be it's gonna be hell of a July. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. And then the last game of the night, which literally just finished, Seattle zero, Orlando zero. If that sky blue game was kind of a mess, this game was like similarly. It was shapeless. I stopped watching. It was like the baggy t-shirt of games this it was it was not even the baggy t-shirt it was like somebody's i don't i don't even have an analogy for it that's how boring it was the most i perked up was when at halftime they showed uh (laughs) after game footage from the washington chicago game and sam curd didn't realize the camera was still on and started dancing 
I saw that. Yeah, it was really good. I way to go, it. way to go, NWSL. Yeah, during the second half, I was like frantically lifting weights to keep up, you know, my heart rate and adrenaline. Uh, second half of the Seattle match. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. I mean, it's rough. That uh, that was a rough match. Not every game is gonna be a barn burner. I get it. It's a long season. We've already had that one match this week. You can't be greedy. I, I would say it was a decent mix this week because Portland NC was exciting or heartbreaking, however, whichever side you were on. It was infuriating. Chicago, go Washington. Infuriating. Chicago, Washington, I thought, had his entertaining moments, at least. Um, Houston, North Carolina, I thought it was also fairly entertaining. Like, the two sides, the two halves flip-flopping a little bit there. So, I think there was more entertainment than there was, like, this week. Name your sex tape. Anyway, <laughs> that was NWSL. Now we head into the FIFA break. There's one game in this FIFA break, you poor bastards. Uh, that is going to be Sky Blue Washington on next Friday. Totally misheard you. I was like, no, dude, there are more. there's more than one game. That's why it's a FIFA break. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, the, women's national, the U.S. Women's National Team alone is playing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally wasn't on your same page, but now I am. I get it. No, You're talking about NWSL, and we mm-hmm. have to make score predictions, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. Do you want to make them now or at the end of the episode? Sure. Let's make them now. Let's just make. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at the calendar here. <clears throat> Coming up. So the one game in the FIFA break: Sky Blue FC at home hosting Washington Spirit. What do you got? Two to two. Okay. Washington will still have some of its starters, even though. <sighs> Rose Lavelle will be gone. I'll call this... Can Washington pull it together more than Sky Blue can pull it together? I feel like this game's going to come down to who's less of a mess. And I think I trust Sky Blue to be less of a mess than Washington right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call That's this 1 nothing for Sky Blue. Alright, that's All right. fair. Alright, and then after coming out of the FIFA break, uh, first game out is Chicago hosting portland oh boy um coming out of the fifa break mm-hmm. one to one okay a little faith in chicago there well i mean or just i expect portland it does they don't bounce like they used to oh yeah you get older you don't really recover it takes longer mm-hmm. i need two sleeps now to recover for every bad one i just don't need bad ones two oh. two Oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. And then we have, ooh, sorry, Washington. Washington Spirit at home hosting Seattle. It's not so bad because they're, they're away games Friday and then this game Saturday. So they'll have a full week of rest in between. Two to nothing Seattle. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll say one to three for Seattle. I don't like how I'm just looking at your score and adding one goal for each team. Like, yeah, I think, like, I agree with you on who's going to win, but I think it's going to be more exciting than that. I'm an optimist, right. I guess. Like, oh, maybe I'll go first this time. Yeah. North Carolina. Or maybe you'll go first. I'll go time. first. You go first. North Carolina at home hosting Utah. Shit. I'll go 2 nothing for North Carolina. That's what my head says. Your head says. I know. Three to nothing. See, I do the same thing. <laughs> uh, we're so suggestible. You put you put that that rule in my head, Inception. and I automatically added one to your score. 
Inception is possible. I've done it. It is. You. I'm sure you've done it more than once. <laughs> All right. And then Orlando hosting Sky Blue. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Poor Sky Blue. Two to one, Orlando. Only two to one? Okay. I think Carly Lloyd has a bull on her. Watch what I'm about to do. Three to one for Orlando. <laughs> I think Carly Lloyd's got a goal in her. I think I think I think this is a uh, this is gonna be one of those most boring weeks of NWSL ever where every game is like zero zero or zero to one. What if this is the game where Sky Blue turns it around? Or Oh my god, against Orlando? Not even turns it around, just f- gets a result, even if it's a fluke. Just starts facing the right direction. <laughs> Oh, the it's like in Forrest Gump where they have to hold up the cards, telling him to run and stop. Like right, and then they forget. And oh, there's this. Uh, I think it was a German like lower league team. They hadn't scored in like some hundreds of minutes, so the supporters all had big arrows and they would point at the goal whenever they were in the attacking third. It was so mean. <laughs> Your own supporters. Your own supporters. I mean, they're just trying to help. Yeah. I mean, if it's anybody's fucking hilarious, though. I think it would, you know what, if it has to come from anyone, I would prefer it come from your own supporters, not the other team. Right. Like Golden State heckling JR tonight. Anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. MVP. MVP. It's it's pretty funny. If I were him, I would laugh. I would try to laugh it off afterwards. But uh, I guess. In yeah, the moment, after the game. But they also lost bad. Anyway. Oh, the Soboso podcast. Right, yeah, right, whoops. Right. Is this the first time we've talked about like a men's sport that's not like a men's soccer on the podcast? I'm sure we've talked about pointy ball. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay, well, let's move on to... <laughs> that's enough of that. God. Let's move on to USA China. Two games, June 7th and 12th, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we've already broken down uh, this, but why Why do you want to talk about this match? I just wanted to mention it quickly that Rose Lavelle got added to the roster today and there was a press release from U.S. Soccer that made it sound like specifically they made Jim Gabara play Rose Lavelle last night because that was part of the plan. And even though the weather was shitty... The plan was in that game she was supposed to get thirty minutes, so they put her in and she held up. So now she's going to national team camp, even though this is what like her third game back and the first time she's gotten thirty. They started her with like fifteen or twenty and eased her in, and now she's gonna go play in a national game. I love that. That was all one sentence. <sighs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I thought. I thought. Two weeks ago, you were super excited about Rose Lavelle. Yeah, to see her get 15 minutes at a time at the NWSL level. I mean, some people would argue that uh, the women's national team and NWSL are at similar, if not a lower level than NWSL. I don't know. Did you see that chart coming out of the United Soccer Coaches Convention where they had like the number ratings, like zero through five or whatever? It went from like top NWSL level to like fringe national team. That's the rankings that they've made. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Look, Don Scott clearly knows what she's doing. So to a certain extent, yeah, maybe there's some trust here. But also, it was such a hard recovery for her. Like, she said she had multiple setbacks 
And now they want to pull her. She can't even play a full half now. And they want to put her in a national team. Hopefully it's just for evaluation. I mean, let's hope so. But, you know, U.S. soccer and how they love to play around with the rosters everywhere but the goalkeeper. Oh. Yeah. But speaking of midfield and injuries, Morgan Bryan might also be coming back to NWSL. Right? Breaking news. Breaking news. She signed a 2.5-year contract with Leon. It was the beginning of this year. So she's about, what, five, six months into it? It was supposed yep. to run through June 2020. And she just hasn't been able to get healthy. So she might be coming back. Chicago still holds her rights. If I were Chicago, I would not trade Morgan Bryan. Like, I think it's worth a gamble to see if they can actually get her healthy. Right? Like, U.S. soccer's right there in Chicago. Yeah, and when you think about it, Morgan Bryan, the last time we saw her really healthy, I guess was maybe 2016. But Morgan Bryan in 2015, three years ago, she was a pivotal player. So yeah, if you can get her healthy again, Morgan Bryan's only 25. <sighs> Welcome home, I guess. We'll see if press joins her. Uh did you see that are article? There, are there rumors? Well, did you see the article from, they interviewed her coach at the club at Jotborg, and he was like, yeah, we like having her around, but it's expensive. Yikes. And, you know, her team's, I think, eighth on the table or something, and they're like, I don't know, they're probably weighing the cost-benefit. Like, is it worth it to keep her on, even knowing, you know, how the slim odds of us shooting up into the top three or four? I mean, welcome to Houston. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. <laughs> That's what I meant, though. Like, how soon do you think Portland's going to trade Serna Gorsevich in some, like, weird three-way trade? Get Kristen, Kristen Press in there. I, I almost said I, Kristen Kress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're so drunk on seltzer. The bubbly, man. It's the bubbles. The bubbles that go straight to your head, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll be this season. To be totally honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, press has always seemed like Sweden makes her really happy, and for some people, that work-life balance, emotional health, is really important to them. I I get it, but yeah. if the club is complaining that she's too expensive, mm-hmm. how much of Sweden is where she wants to be? Is that an option? Mm-hmm. I don't think she can go to France really because I feel like. They're they're not playing for the next couple months. I mean, she could just not play on the team and pull the good all. Well, she's not Abby Wambach. She can't still play on the national team without having a club. I'm just saying, maybe she could. I mean, is she playing on the national team now? Yeah, she was called in. I guess. Oh, we're... she was. She got called in this time. Yeah, she's on the oh, okay. roster. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see the status update of the. You know. Oh, now that now that she, you know, yeah. is actually with her club, yeah. she can play. Jill Ellis gave an interview to The Athletic where she kind of broke down the roster by position. And she said something that kind of implied that she doesn't rate the competition and demos Venskan the same as NWSL. But here's Press on the roster. So, you know, maybe right. the deal was Press was like, fine, I'll find a club and regular training ground. And Ellis was like, fine, if you do that, you're back. And she had to keep her. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. Isn't that, you know, kind of our motto? We don't know what's it, going on. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably a second to, what are you drinking? Yeah. 
I think that's about it on the American front. Did anything else happen this past week? Well, welcome to Pride. It's June. It's Pride Month. It's June. It's Pride Month. I hope you're you're enjoying yourself and being yourself and you know, all all of those things that go along with that. Um and I guess we had our first controversy. Not controversy. It wasn't controversy is not the right word. Our first um situation. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we've ever experienced this before in uh, U.S. women's soccer. I think we kind of went through a microcosm of it when Pino kneeled with Seattle. Sure, sure. But I don't think that that... In that it exposed certain ideological divides? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. We, we have gone through that. I don't think we've ever had a homophobia issue yeah i don't think so either as far as like not not an nwsl that i can remember right and not and not something that was necessarily public i mean there you always hear locker room stories or something Mm -hmm. like that uh or you know rumors um but this 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 was this was interesting did you uh did you want to offer a disclaimer yeah we know that um you know, it's been a long several days for anybody who's been engaging with the issue, and this stuff can be stressful, and whenever stuff like this comes up for a lot of people, it, like, re-traumatizes you all over again, because you just relive all the homophobia you've suffered up until that point. That's that's why homophobia can be so powerful, uh, part of it, anyway. You know, it's never just one person calling an insult. It's like, someone insults you, like, with a gay slur or... or, or whatever and you just flash back to every other incident um so you know what if you need to disengage with the topic and not listen to it and just take care of yourself and go for a walk that's fine we're gonna talk about this real quick because we think it's important in terms of what's going on in american women's soccer but um you know there's something to be said for disengaging for a while and just clearing out your brain and not thinking too deeply about something that hurts you yeah um so the background here uh is well we probably don't need background do we no if you need background on this long story short we already knew jaylene hinkle had some conservative views about the lgbtq community from social media posts like uh when she responded to the uh gay marriage case in the supreme court you know, the world is falling farther and farther away from God. I wonder what that looks like. Does it look like going into the sunken place and get out? <laughs> <laughs> Just these gays, like, falling away from... Maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Like, anyway. Just falling and falling and or just sinking and maybe. And now a year later, she's going on uh, the 700 Club, which is not super known for its tolerant point of view and reiterating... And confirming that she gave up a spot in the national team because she did not want to wear a jersey supporting the LGBT community. And then that was followed up with some, I think, insensitive statements from teammate, coach, and team owner. So, yeah, here we are. So the poop hit the fan uh, <laughs> on Wednesday, uh, the day of the match here in Portland. And... Um, 
you know, when shit hits the fan, it makes a big mess all mm-hmm. over the place. And, you know, I know that's, that she's not widely known for the tweet you referenced or, you know, there was a bit of a, uh, statement last year or non-statement, I guess, when she turned down a call up and for her to put out an interview like that during pride month or right adjacent to, or, you know, it bleeds into those feelings. It just, it makes you realize a bit more like how much you need to get out into the community and be, be part participating um i think for me she not supporting people for who they are as a human uh by nature is just fundamentally wrong and i feel like it's a really simple thing to get um you know like you cannot like onions or you cannot like a certain food or drink or smell but to not like people just because of a characteristic. Because they are the way they are. You know? Right, because they are the way they are. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're saying you, you don't like somebody's clothes, you know? As I was raised Christian, I was raised religious, Lutheran, and it's just so fundamentally backwards to me. I, I, don't, I don't understand how how you don't realize you're close-minded. I was super raised in the church as well. And I understand why people commit so strongly to their faith, because it's not just about the actual belief. It's like the community you get from belonging to a group that has a similar belief and a very powerful belief at that, which is another reason why it's, it's very hard to argue with someone with logic on something like this because even if you could persuade them that they were wrong on a logical standpoint you also have to contend with their fear of no longer belonging to their community you know to their family so i understand but at some point you're just an adult with your own intolerant beliefs you're not someone who's it's not like a kid who's stuck in in the church and can't get out and isn't exposed to other points of view I'm pretty sure right. Jaylene Hinkle has been exposed to other points of view. She used to have an openly gay teammate in Taylor Smith. And the team does Pride Nights, and they do Playing for Pride. And there was, you know, a lot of talk around the team when they first came to the league because of North Carolina's uh, legislation that was going to be super harmful to transgender people. So it's not like she hasn't had exposure to new ideas and the opportunity to learn for herself. I, I respect her right to believe whatever the hell she wants, but I think she and the club need to acknowledge that that's a two-way street, then. People can also believe that that kind of intolerance is really shitty and hurtful and can lead to greater harms because it's at its core a belief that somebody else is not deserving of your consideration. And that's, you know, kind of the basis for a lot of legislation that hurts people. I think part of the hurt here is that the club does not seem to want to acknowledge the hurt that's going on in a certain segment of their fan base. 
I don't want to put words in their mouths. I'm not a North Carolina fan. I spoke to some for an article, so we'll link it from the podcast because I think I put down a lot of my personal points of view there as well. But I think that what most people really want is to have their hurt acknowledged. Then the club is not even doing that because the the phrase that keeps coming up over and over again is that's just her belief. It doesn't hurt anybody. Paul Riley says it doesn't seem to affect anybody on the team. Steve Malik, the team owner, called it faith acted on and personal conviction harming no one else. And they have fans trying to tell them repeatedly, it is harming me. It hurts me personally and it enables larger social harm to the group that I'm part of. And they're not wanting to make the connection. They're not wanting to confront that the connection exists. They don't want to do the mental work to get there. And I think that's part of what hurts so much for the fans who have spoken out about it. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's digging in to something that is so raw in our society right now. Um, it's something that, you know, laws are changing every day and they're being rolled back, like rights are being rolled back and families are, are losing their status. And, you know, this is something that shows it's, it's a certain amount of tone deaf, which is what you were speaking of. But at the same time, it also shows, you know, lack of compassion to not be able to ident- realize that your words have an impact on other people, that that's lacking in compassion. That's lacking in being able to sympathize with others. Yeah, I just constantly think about that guy who wrote that headline, like, I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. Right. I think that some of the people we've been talking about believe that they are allies and that they do genuinely care about the LGBTQ community. But that means putting aside your own defensiveness and actually listening to that community. You can, if you really want to be an ally, that doesn't mean going, well, I raise all this money for you and I put, you know, pride flags out and we have rainbow merchandise. So that means that you know, I can say things and you can't criticize me for them. I'm not saying that's what they're saying. It's That's what it feels like. Right. Um, it means being willing to acknowledge that there are times when your point of view needs to take a back seat. And I don't think that they're realizing that. I interviewed North Carolina fans. I put in a request with North Carolina to interview Steve Malik. We'll, I think they're taking time to think about it. We'll see. I, I feel bad for fans for if if it does hurt them to the point where they feel like they can't support the team anymore. The fans I spoke to separate team from player because whether Hinkle is there or not, the courage exists as a concept for them and they get community out of it. So, you know what? I think that's really great that the community they've created is strong enough that it it's enough to overcome the hurt that has occurred because of what Hinkle has done and, you know, some people in the club not acknowledging the hurt that they felt. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a pill. Nobody should be forced to swallow anymore. I think it's, it's this thing where this type of ugly is going to rear its head and how we react to it is telling. Um, And, you know, personally you can, 
it's okay to to feel impact by somebody else's words. You know, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any, any other negative negative word there to associate with some sort of weakness or sensitive. It's also okay to not placate the other side because not in in an argument, the two sides don't always have equivalence. One side here is saying, I don't agree with who you are, your your identity, so I don't want to publicly show support for you, which stems from, you know, thinking that that part of you is wrong, you know, mm-hmm. morally wrong. And then the other side is saying, we want to like live in peace, have the opportunity for happiness, and, you know, have the same opportunities that you do. Mm-hmm. Those two are like fundamentally not equivalent positions. You have the right to feel angry, sad, mad, however you feel about it. And you ha- you have the right to not have to placate the other side and say, no, it's okay. I understand that, you know, we got to hear both sides. We need to understand all the points. Of- no, one one side like fuels bigotry and the other side is asking to be allowed to live in peace. It's really that simple. So you know what we're going to do? In, in the description underneath the episode, we'll link to, um, I think there's an LGBTQ center in Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we'll link to their donation page. So at least if something good can come out of this, it can be that people in the queer community around there can have access to resources that they need. Yeah, we got to support each other. So That's rough. Yeah, it <laughs> is rough. So so let's let's end on a happier note. <laughs> Man, we should have saved score predictions for last. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know if I would have been able to bounce back, though. I would have been, like, one to nothing. Yeah. Zero, zero. Let's do score predictions for USA-China. How do you... Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. There's two games, right? We have no idea what the roster is going to be like, you know, who's going to be available or healthy. You and I are not big experts on China, even though I think they're okay coming out of the Asian Federation, but... I think they're rising. But these should be two games that I think the United States wins, regardless of who we field. So, score predictions for game one and game two. Game one is going to be three to one, mm-hmm. USA. And game two is going to be one to nothing, China. <gasps> Cap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Diversity. I, I think game one is going to be struggle bus big time for us. <laughs> Uh, it, it's what happens when the the team is getting back together and there's new people in the mix now. So yeah, I totally agree. I'm laughing at myself for not thinking about that. <laughs> I think it's going to be two to one for USA, okay. and then game two they're going to win six nothing. Jesus, <laughs> I'm sorry, China. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. We did score predictions. We did score predictions. You know, leave your comments below if you feel like it if you need to get anything off your chest um yeah we're here for you otherwise you know what if it's sunny in your area i highly recommend take a 15 or 20 minute walk in the sun that makes a huge difference eat something nice read don't you don't have to read a full book just read a chapter in a book you've been meaning to read makes a huge difference just don't look at a screen for 30 minutes (laughs) 